Um, uh, uh, welcome to The Downside. My name is Jamarco Sorezi. I'm here with my co-host, Russell Daniels. Wait, Hi. wait, no. Welcome to The Downside. Oh, my name is Jamarco Sorezi doing a second intro with the cameras on. Everything's recording. I need a producer. Welcome uh, to this podcast. This is a podcast. I never do an intro for new people. We talk about the negatives. We debunk the silver linings. We celebrate the 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 the, the complaining, kvetching, and I'm here with my co-host Russell Daniels. Hi, John Marco. How are you doing? <clears throat> I'm good. How are you? And we're joined. Yes, you're by- not doing well. I could tell that you wanted to talk about that first. And I, I feel like I'm at a couple's therapist. First of all, we did have a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the seating. Yeah, I'm in a therapist position, and then you're a couple who's not getting along. Uh huh. And (laughs) I would love. Listen, I've, I've, I've I've been doing a little bit of couples therapy recently. Oh, you have. I have. I have. I'm. I'm. I can't go too deep into it. It's still, this is new, new territory. I admire for you for trying to make something work that hard. I've never <laughs> tried. Ne- absolutely never tried that hard. I would love to do like one couple's counseling with every single one of my friends. Just one. Just like a check-in. Hey, what what texting habits are we not feeling good about? Wow. <laughs> just that. Yeah, but we know. Basically, it could just be about text, text behavior. Quickly enough. For an, that, like, what would we gain no, and from I would, it? And I would tell the therapist that was an oversimplification. Okay. Okay. Um, well, listen, we'll, 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 we'll get to this all. I, I did want to uh, uh, bring up one thing. Mm-hmm. Before we talk, now it feels like an intervention. I like know, I was I called know, I, here. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy Central did that to me. Ner- once, I, you so are I'm making PTSD. me nervous right now. Comedy Central. They called me in to yell at me one time. I go, "Bitch, you haven't hired me for anything ever." What did they bring you in to yell? Because you talk shit about them? <laughs> no. I well, I did do that, but that's not why. We'll get. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. okay. Good. 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 <laughs> um, so what I want to bring up is I had I, I walked an audience member for the first time in a long. Long time. Oh, I thought you were gonna say for the first time ever. I was like, have you even been trying? What? I know, I know. It was one of those things where, like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, good. Patrice O'Neill walked people too. Uh-huh. But then in the moment, I feel bad. And this one, this one didn't feel great. So I do, I do a bit. I, I call it crowd work therapy. I do crowd work, but I always bring it back to my father. Like somehow, I whatever they tell me, I bring it back to my dad cheating on my mom and things like that. Mm. And then at some point, it gets to a bit where I go, uh, hey, what's your name? Okay, so um, I'm me and you're my dad. And I try to do like a little role play with them. And uh, it ends with whatever they say. I go, that was pretty good, but my dad wouldn't fucking be here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, applause, uh, TV deals. Okay. And <laughs> I... So I, I'm doing it. It's at LOL. So so I'm I'm fucking you know I'm like I'm letting myself go loose. I'm gonna let myself take take risks. I'm gonna be an artist. Why are you working at LOL? I You're know. past at the cellar, you psychopath. Because I can't. Because I can't walk someone out the cellar. I'd be freaking if I walk someone out the cellar. I'd be freaking the fuck out. Okay, so, let me, yeah, I need, I need to get, because I need, because there's two types of walks. There's the, there's the, they walk because I'm not funny, and then there's the walked because I offended them. Walked because I offended them is powerful. You hope so. You hope everyone understands, but it's easy in this business to have a distrust that. Who needs to understand the janitor at LOL? No one's watching you there. They don't <laughs> no, care. LOL's fine. LOL's, so I go, yeah. so this guy, it, it doesn't sound like English is his first language, or he's just very shy, and, and he goes like, I say, can we do role play? I'm me or my dad. And he's like, no, uh, my, oh, my, God. my dad's, God. my dad's, my dad's dead. 
Yeah. Yesterday was Father's Day. We're recording this, by the way, a couple weeks ago. Okay, my dad's dead too. Sure. So what I said, I said, well, now your dad's ruining my day too. Okay. And he and he was there with clearly his his mother, uh, <laughs> older mother. Okay. So he gets up and he leaves. Okay. And it's very uh, awkward. He looked upset. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so then he goes and I I think I got the audience back. I said some joke about my mom, and then I start talking to his mom and I'm like, "Is your son gonna? Is he gonna hit me when I leave this space?" And she's like, "Maybe." And I go. And you're not going to like stop him. She's like, I'm on the fence with this one. And now I'm doing so the whole set. So she spoke better English than he, the son did? Yes. What? Yes. How did that happen? Maybe maybe the son was just like shy and just awkward nervous. And, and nervous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, she's kind of enjoying watching me on stage. Because all I see in my head is like, he's going to hit me. Or he's going to get, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid. He's going to go get a gun and kill me. He's going to the car to get it. I love that oh. you were at no time during this worried that you hurt his feelings. Yeah. That it maybe was like his first well, dead father's like, Don't come to a comedy show. You're worried about, he you're probably, worried about, I mean, that's specific crowd work you're doing. But, but I didn't say be your dad. I said, could you be my dad? And that's. You can't be my dad, okay? Because I, well, you know, comedy audiences love to make it about themselves. Of course, yeah. that's the problem with comedy. But if you're gonna like throw your dead dad, then at a comedy show, if you're gonna throw lob that grenade at me, I'm gonna kick it back. Yeah, it must be really fresh, dead, dead dad, because this was my first dead dad Father's Day, and like you want, you do want to weaponize it because it's the oppor- one opportunity you have. Of course. Yeah. And I had a nice childhood, so this is all I have to work with. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't like yeah. roasting audience members either. It wasn't like I was like roasting you, like, well, your dad clearly never taught you how to dress. Like right. it was about me. I can see you felt that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been holding that in. Let it out. <laughs> Uh, uh, what uh, else did you not like about this yeah. fucking loser? <laughs> and then eventually, the, so I'm doing this set, and I'm LOL. I've once a guy like kind of charged me at LOL, and all yeah, I it's remember not a safe space. It's, like, I physically, it's, it's literally <laughs> insane that you're still doing that there. Like you don't like. How often are you doing spots there? Uh, you know, whenever it fits in, five a week. I stopped five doing LOL five years ago because I was actively getting worse at comedy every time I performed there. And I assessed the situation. Oh, shit. And I'm like, I am a spot fiend, okay? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll still do it like a Japanese restaurant for two people, you know? I don't, I love stage time. LOL was even too bad for me. <laughs> there are a few places, LOL is one of those places where I can go up with the notebook and go like, I'm going to hold it here. Okay. And like, I, I use it. I use it for... For my purposes. And in exchange, they don't pay me. I think you like getting mad. I think you know, gets you you're, off. You're the second person who's told me this in the last week that like yeah. the things I complain about, it's like that that's the life I want as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If I don't, fuels, I don't, oh, I don't. Some people are addicted to their own stress hormones and I think that might be you. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. It def- there's definitely <laughs> a, a part truth to that, John Marco. Knowing you for as long as I've known you, you definitely... You seek out these things to get mad about, and you're married, so I trust you more because you've obviously like so- got someone to come with you. Yes, and and I think <laughs> I, I you, I think you think that you don't, but you really do seek it. You really do, and because it because I think you like a little bit of drama. Do you know you like a little bit? You like getting. He's mad. creating drama right now with you, his body you, language because we're calling him out. You on this. see, you feel it's an opportunity. <laughs> I think you feel it's an opportunity to find comedic things. 
And mm. so you're Ugh. like, you're like, sure. oh, how can I get myself That's a big all problem riled for up? Comedians. You know, like, yeah. like, and then maybe something funny will come out of that. Yeah. You know? yep. Okay. Yep. So the guy comes back in the room. Okay. And okay. <laughs> we're just gonna completely ignore any work we just did. <laughs> <laughs> See, you have to get back to your complaint. Yeah. That's what you. That's what. When we stop the podcast, I said, "What the fuck was that?" Last <laughs> How dare you embarrass me! <laughs> so he comes back in. I'm scared because it's oh. So I was saying one time someone charged me at LOL. Why like, are you such a pussy? <laughs> why am I such a pussy? Yeah, I'll answer that one because I I don't want to get hurt. You what do you mean? You want me to get into a fight with this man? I literally He just assume... lost his father, Corinne. I shouldn't beat him up. <laughs> I cannot believe I haven't been punched in the face yet. Every time I, I leave my apartment, I fully am prepared to get punched in the face for the things that I've said. Sure, but, the but I think... You're sassy as shit on Twitter. You're asking for it. I am. I'll I give know you that. I know you are. But you should I think... be prepared to get punched in the face because it's going to happen 100%. It almost happened once. Well, you it got punched had, in the face, but not in a Oh, I got like, setting. I got bopped in the face. I'd call it more of a bop, but he uh -huh. thought I was walking too close to him. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. say that like, I saw that tweet yeah. about LA comedians. <laughs> um, you, you're very tall, so hopefully someone wouldn't be able to reach you it's in a the mix. face. I think but... some people don't fuck with me because they're like, he's tall. He's going to be a lot. He's going to be a lot of work. Mm -hmm. If they knew how quickly I'd crumble, mm -hmm. I'd be getting hit left and right and yeah, center. I agree. So at LOL, this guy charged me once, and I, all I remember is the bouncer, who's a big motherfucker. He just, while he was like in my face, he he brought up the check and was like, could you sign this really quick? And he was making sure the guy signed his credit card before he beat me up and got kicked out in the police. <laughs> and that called. stopped the, the charge? No, no, no. That just like, like he didn't care about me at all. He was just like getting the signature and then he like walked away. Oh, oh, the, the oh. But did you run away when he was getting the signature? Like what? No, no, you... no. I just, no, no. He was like, he was like doing it with this hand. Like you, what the fucking call me up there? Steve Buscemi on meth when you go, like he was just yelling These at people me. are offended over little things. That's really what got him amped up. Steve uh, yeah. Buscemi comment. But it was, it was searingly accurate. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Well, you do know how to hurt people. I can tell that again, even from your tweets. I don't even know you that well in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've taken this information from As someone who has like media. family problems, I will definitely like say something fucked up about your family with like a degree of removal that some people are like, you cannot say that about my father. Wait, you have yeah. current family problems? Yeah, just ge ge general distant families. Cut, cut the cord. Cut the cord. What the fuck are you talking about? I can't, I literally, like, I can't, <laughs> I I feel like you you unknowingly inspired my, like, when I talk about on stage, I'm like, if you're an adult and you're still messed up from your uh, parents' divorce, the problem, the problem is you. Quinn, they, that's my whole act. And you can't get, just erase my whole and act. And they did get divorced because of you. It was your fault. That's fine. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take, I'll take all the fault. How old are you? 30-something? 33. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is all spiraling out of control. This is all spiraling out of control. I don't blame my parents. I'm just saying there's 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 distance, which is fine. Hey, this is still, you're an adult. What when, are you doing? Do you not talk to your parents? I talk to my parents. Well, not the dead one. Um, sure. Well, actually, there you go. I, actually, I actually do still talk to him, but that's another podcast. Yeah, no, I talk Maybe to my was this your brother that I roasted in the LOL? No, company. I talk to my parents. I talk to my parents all the time. But I'm saying, like, if you so, what about the what about their relationship with each other is still affecting you? That's it's what not, I don't. That's what I don't them. get. I think it's more. It's more just like the first of all, my mom and I are in pretty great terms right now. Okay, because she listens to the podcast. My father. My dad, Very my dad, there's no worry. My dad's never listening to this podcast. 
It's no. What I think was challenging. What what makes the conflict is that you love this person. I have a, a fealty. I have a feeling of like if they have surgery, I will go down. But uh, there's like there's a distance. It's just the I think the conflict of like love and hate. Okay. <laughs> it's and that's all. It's I I don't I don't like. I don't go around. Uh, I complain about my dad on stage comedically, but I don't go around like blaming my dad for my my like day to day problems. Okay, okay, yeah, that, or, yeah. No, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's I blame my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so, do you think that the structure of your your personal relationship is like fucked up because of your parents' relationship, though? No, I I. I, just I, I don't even yeah. I don't even try to parse uh, uh, nature versus nurture. Okay. I just go whatever it is. It's what I am right now, so I got to deal with what's cards I have. Okay. Do you find that as a professional podcaster, you end up interviewing the interviewer? Uh, I like I like I like to do it. Honestly, I'm just like inter- so interested in relationship dynamics that I need, and it's like more interesting than hearing myself talk. You know, I just hate being on podcasts, so I, I find answering the questions so fucking boring. So I think I would ra- just rather we we interest- can, well, <laughs> talk I, to I you. thought about that. I thought about like how can we talk about things that are not the things you've talked about to death. Oh, I'm so sick of it. I thought I'd talk mm-hmm. about. I don't know if you talked a lot about your your dad's shop that you took over. I have recently, but I like talking about that. Can we? Can we? It's free. It's just, it's just a free. Yeah, now that's great. Sure. Well, yeah. let me just say, yeah, yeah. Oh, did this, you want to? We, we still have intro not, music. We have we we're talking to Manscaped, I think, but they they don't seem to be getting back to the emails now. <laughs> so now we're doing an ad about an ad that we possibly will get. <laughs> this What's is going the downside. On on this You're listening to the downside. The downside with John Marco Cerezi. So. It was worth coming so I could uh, f- figure out how to p- correctly pronounce your name. You know, something yeah, yeah, I yeah. struggle with. Yes, I, I think it's we talked about it on this podcast. You were on uh, Bert Kreischer's podcast. I literally and- say something nice about him on Bert Kreischer's podcast, and he fucking le- has to mention that I said his name wrong. I go, you're lucky I said your name at all, bitch. Yeah. Well, whoever's name is Gianmarco Scorsese is headlining around the country. On so, I mean, it's a cool shout out and a big thing, you know. I mean, people would know. I don't think of. I complained. I don't think I said. I said you, thank you. What did you do? Did you reach out? He complained in writing on Instagram. In in a yes, DM or publicly? Did. Oh, you did like a story. <laughs> oh, I did like, like a tweet that said like. He was like, "Thanks for the shout out." She, you know, almost got my name right. <laughs> oh, oh, just fun shut up. Stuff. Fun <laughs> stuff. I got my name spelled wrong fun. on a marquee. Shut up. <laughs> You sure know how to win. It's like oh, I can see man. it. Burke Kreischer got on the phone with his agent. Like, give me Jamarco Scorsese to open for me right now. And they're like, he doesn't exist. Is there any other John Marco comedian? Right, Here I am exactly. at LOL Comedy Club. Like, I wish Burt would reach out. Yeah. Everyone knows it's you. And also, it's like, with that, your name is so, so many vowels. Are you even trying to succeed in the business? Well, you know who's Shorten to blame it. for that, Corinne? Sh- your, My your father. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so this, this card shop, it's <laughs> yeah. called... A centered. It's called. Uh, it's called no. It's called perfectly centered. Perfectly centered. It's, it's a sports card reference. So like when the I don't know if you're into like card collecting, but like you to have a a graded a ten, it needs to be perfectly centered. When they print it out, in the frame or in the card itself. Baseball cards aren't framed. <laughs> Interesting. But about? why would a card not be centered? Okay, so I have, have you you know what a baseball card well, yeah, yeah, yeah. because on the print like when it's getting gets printed out, you know, just how anything when it's printed to have it perfectly centered is is hard. Sure. So that's why it wouldn't be centered because just like when it comes out of the machine. And your dad started this store when? 1989. Was it 
Is there money in this business? It's one of these. It's niche a lot of things. money in, these, in this business, really? but it depends what time. So, like when he started it, it was big, and then there was definitely a you know a lull at points, and then during COVID, it shot up, and people became literal millionaires wow. from card collecting. I mean, it's very similar to NFTs, except it's physical. I mean, it's just it's the it it's the volatile marketplace of like ultimately these are pieces of cardboard paper. Yeah, and you just hope that it. A lot it, easier damaged, you know, it gets damaged a lot easier than an NFT too, obviously. And is we, it one of those things where there's just so few businesses that do that, that it's, that's why it's, it's oh no. No, that's not why, because there's a ton of it. It's just mostly moved to online. So yes, the fact that I own a brick and mortar okay. sports car store is rare because there's so much overhead in a brick and mortar, but I'm doing it, you know, partly for like family and passion reasons. Yeah. So yes, like monetarily, it would be smarter just to sell online, but also some of the uh, direct accounts that we have with like tops and stuff you need to have a brick and mortar because they know that people have just opened on like opened their own version of ebay from their home um but it, the reason it skyrocketed was because during covid everyone was home and every guy was sick of hanging out with his wife and kids and went up to the attic and got his old box of baseball mm. cards and people got involved in the hobby again so that's why it skyrocketed is there a reason that baseball over basketball over other sports like why is baseball the dominant card i think it's i, th I would guess I, I should know this history but it's, I, i'm guessing that's just like the first sport that made it but like when you when i say baseball cards i i really mean hockey basketball sure football, but baseball. baseball is one i always hear about maybe it's because people who love baseball are the kind of people who love cards like it just feels like the, those two interests like something on the spectrum something on people who love baseball love numbers they love to it's it's i think i just think people like baseball like would also be into cards yeah, I think, well, I think you also just hang out with a lot of white people. Um, sure, this definitely feels like a, a white hobby, but, for sure. Well, ba baseball is just like a whiter sport, uh -huh. I feel like, out of the other sports. Sure, it's a great national pastime. But, it's not, but, but when people say baseball cards, a lot of times they are referring to all sports cards. And right now, the, the ones that are the most valuable are football and basketball cards. Interesting. Yeah. And then even like things like soccer and stuff have come into play. And when your dad opened it, was that his main income? Like this was his yeah. main job. That, that, it's his only job. Yeah, that's, I mean, baseball card store fed me, clothed me, sent me to college. Were My mom wasn't it? even working until I was in like high school. She was working when I was a little kid. She was a real estate agent, but like that sounds a lot fancier than it was. It was not like a hot, it wasn't like a reality TV show. You know, it was like little colonial houses around New Jersey. Um, and then she didn't work for a long time while she um, raised my brother and I. And then she went back, got her master's and is, a teacher now but that that was like there was a long gap when it was my only my dad uh prov providing money for the family were you into it as a kid were you into cards uh i was into the fact that my dad had a store there it also sells uh horror and sci-fi memorabilia and posters and that's what i'm into i'm really mm. really into horror i love horror really mm -hmm. can you <clears throat> i struggle with horror i find <laughs> i'm i'm what don't you struggle with <laughs> Life, How is horror going to trigger this man? Life <laughs> is a is a horror movie. I've had people with traumatic childhood say that to me before. They don't like horror films because they had such a hard life, and I feel that. Mm -hmm. What was your like? You liked horror movies as a kid. Like, what was your favorites as like? Um, oh gosh, I mean, to like me, what you got you into it? So to me, just my dad's love of it got okay. me into it. And there was this convention called that still exists called Chiller, and it happens in New Jersey two times a year, uh, Halloween weekend, and then usually sometime in April. And I was just, I think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of creativity. So it has like, you have the creativity in dress at these conventions that you would experience at like a gay club or something where people just feel really free to express themselves. I always gravitate towards that. And then there is a lot of sexuality in horror. Like you would go and these scream queens would be walking around with their breasts out. And I just love, you don't so see what's that a scream anywhere queen? else. Like a Jamie Lee Curtis or an of Campbell now. Yeah, like famous a- woman. And then, but then there's like lower level ones, like, um, like kind of like for B horror movies. Yeah. And they are literally just known for being hot and dying in horror films dramatically. And you got to have pipes and you usually have a big rack. I actually was in um, a Fangoria Scream Queen contest where I had a scream on air and one of the judges was Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. And uh, he did comment that usually Scream Queens have uh, bigger chests, which felt in, you know inappropriate, but he's not wrong. <laughs> for the Scream competition. He's How old wrong. were you? Uh, I was in my 20s. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you were like a kid, I was and six. I was like, it's not. I said he didn't come in yet. Um, but Can, my are you scream, good at screams? I'm so good. I I told I told everyone in the studio to take their headphones off, and they were like, "This girl thinks she's like." And then everyone, I screamed so loud, everyone had to by knee jerk reaction take their headphones off. Could, it's a re- no. I'll, I can't do it now. Why? Because you're, someone's going to call the, the cops. The police will come. That'll make a great episode. How really? Yeah. You really think someone will call the listen? Yes. I yell all the time. I yell fuck. I can hear when people knock fuck on the door. Fuck and screaming are two different things. Yeah. Do you think you could do a good scream? No. Not no. No. I also haven't attempted it in a long time. So my my vo- I can feel there. I might have a little damage from um really? just just talking nonstop podcasting and stand. I am sure. I th- I think about more and more because you know I'm I'm I can be loud on stage. You uh, when the jokes are not. I feel quite like you there. probably do it vocally healthy though. Like you've like because you went to musical theater school. Maybe, you're like, oh, but you're trained. You're like, me, 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 I me, went me, to college for musical theater, but believe you me, like I'll do a little warm up before like an, a headlining show. But but I, I could see myself getting nodes someday and being like, God damn it, I can't believe I got nodes from uh-huh. talking. I know yeah. I do need to learn how to like speak from low lower, and I want I want I want to sing so badly because I did musical theater too, but I was always like the comedic relief, so I was like the Gene Stapleton role in Damn Yankees, or I was the sure. Wicked Witch of the West in uh, 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 Wizard of Oz. But it can be it can be very frustrating, I think, especially like as a comedian now, because there was a long time where if I talked to you, I would talk in oh, like an yeah. elevated way. And if oh, you were one of my when earliest stand-up, so my girl, my ex texted me, what kind of KY do we use? And it's so fake. Right. It's painfully fake that like to do it later in life, I think is harder because you're like, let me just fucking talk. Yeah. But, but I think that, like, part of, like, the way you speak is what makes you unique as a stand-up. Yes. But I think, like, like one of the... You're being an asshole on stage, and the voice just lends, uh-huh. lends itself to the character. But I think Which one we're the, finding out is not a character. <laughs> one of the things, like, I think when actors, like, get into stand-up, that one of the ways that we're, like, very inauthentic for a while and maybe never escape it is that we were trained to, like, have this put on something where if, mm. if someone becomes a comic and they have no training, they're, you know, they're barely, they're barely talking, but it's them. Yeah. They don't even have the, the capacity to put on anything else. Sure. And that can make them more authentic in the beginning. And then they can learn how to fucking yeah. know, breathe. I know people always want me to like correct my voice. Cause I have this, this New Jersey accent and I'm like, absolutely not. Like this is, I was like, do you guys not know, know the story of Piper Parabo? Uh, or was it not Piper? No. Who was it? The, uh, the, the lead in Coyote Ugly. Maybe it was her. I can't remember. What's the story? Uh, that she had lost her New Jersey accent. And then her first big break was getting that rolling cut. 
coyote ugly I'm and she so had to funny. relearn it and i go i don't want that to happen to me so <laughs> yeah they, stay do, safe they do here. that in acting school they they try to make people not have any sort of accent like because it's the only thing the voice teacher is going to get to accomplish in the yes. next four years yeah. is get you to like Honestly, say your r's yeah. for real it's the only tangible thing because but it's so it's such a joke especially in how the entertainment business is now because being your real self your most damaged unpolished self is what people love they're like fucking sitting at yeah. home jerking off to it yeah yeah um okay so you're into this so okay here's just uh, my sister is into like horror stuff i don't okay. know if, do, you, do you consider horror that's this whole genre like is scream queens considered like lower like trashy horror I wouldn't, I mean, they're, they're respected in the industry. It's just like, you know, kind of like what he was saying, like, yes, like Jamie Lee Curtis is, I would, is a scream queen, but it's like Jamie Lee Curtis, one of the things she does, I would say is a, a scream queen, whereas scream queen is the title to other people whose names we don't know, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. Sure, sure. And so, but do you have, are you drawn to a certain kind of horror? Like, are you drawn to like slasher? Are you drawn to like more like, Ghost contemporary like A24 like hereditary A24 kind of is doing some incredible work right now I honestly like them all because sometimes okay. uh, you Jamie know, Lee Curtis you saw everything everywhere all at once I didn't see that because I went oh, to see, I had, so I had to choose between two A24 and I went to see Men instead because it's more my vibe also everything everywhere all at once is I think isn't it more like a little bit psychological thriller it's not pure horror oh no it's definitely not horror yeah but it's but Jamie Lee Curtis is in it okay and she's yeah I've heard nothing incredible. but good stuff I have to go and walk over and see that and I'm that we have a movie theater by us. Mm. Um, I love going to the movies alone. Tuesday, $7 films. Did you know that? No, I didn't wow. know that. Tuesday night. Oh, my God. The lady told me after I bought it and half price popcorn and stuff on Tuesdays. All you have to do is download the app. I'm just giving ads for wow. Regal now. <laughs> Please, Regal, we're available. That's a little sample. Corinne won't be doing it all the time, but... Because <laughs> um, my sister would go to sleep watching horror, and it's more just like horror to me. Sometimes I'm just like, does this not terrify you does this not get your adrenaline pumping and if it mm -mm. doesn't then what is it that you feel from the moment where they try to scare you i i feel it in the moment but it doesn't haunt me in my sleep like that's the to me that's the the point of like why women love true crime because true crime really scares me and i really do have trouble yeah. sleeping because that's about a real woman who was murdered in her home but a a, a narrative film that's a horror no that doesn't bother me at all that's relaxing that's nice it's taking me away from the horrors of real life. Why do why is true crime why do you think what's your theory? Do you have a theory of why women like true crime? Uh I mean a lot of cuz I mean so often for me, I like it because like men really do a lot of bad things to women uh, in real life. So it's nice to see how to handle it. But that's, I, don't, I don't think that's you think why it's prep? Most, that, I love prep. Like I read all those books about like how to get out of quicksand, how to fight an alligator. But I don't do you think remember that's off the top of your head? How do you get out of quicksand? Ugh, you're fucked, pretty much. No, you have to. Oh, you what have kind to, of book is this? Does each page is you're fucked? You have to. Well, you're not. I think you're not supposed to fight against it because I believe that makes the quicksand go further. And then you're. I think you have to reach for something that's solid. You know, in the outside space, but. Again, I, I think didn't John Mulaney a had a bit though. He said, "Like growing up, I thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem in my life." <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. is true that was a fear. It was in a lot of what was, what was the movie? Yeah. yeah, there was some movie where that's how they uh, died. Uh, well, it's in uh, that the never-ending story of the horse. Remember, oh, uh, is the it? horse. 
and he's trying to pull it oh, out. Oh, it's a horrifying yeah, thing. Yeah. Quicksand is is terrifying. I also know this this really terrible story my friend in Kansas told me about a grain mill and someone was like reaching over the grain mill that she knew to fix it and then he got suffocated in it because it basically yeah. grains act like quicksand. Yeah. And not having, you know, having grown up in New Jersey, that was like a new, I was like, oh, a new, new fear unlocked. Yeah. You know? I oh heard this God. one time I was like eight and I was, this friend's mom was like, from Arkansas and she told me a story about like a barn that she was in when she was a child and the floor gave away <gasps> and underneath the barn they didn't know it was quicksand was, no it was like <laughs> a, th- a thing of water and her friend fell into <gasps> it and water moccasins uh, like bit her and <gasps> she like swelled up and they couldn't get to her and they just watched her friend slowly oh. like, like puff up and like and she told Wait, me that story whoa, as a seven. Whoa, I for years oh was terrified of falling through a floor and into like water no one knew was Wait, there. Wait, water moccasins are what exactly? They're, they're like they're sp- snakes that can bite you and they're in water. They like, like just swell up shit. and they, they cause you to like, like uh, you have like an allergic reaction. But if you get bit by enough of them, oh like it will my kill you. God. And so she just watched her friend and she told me this story. And for years, I'm I would gonna be think like, about this all am day. I going to fall through a thing that no one even knew there was water there? And just like, anyways, you I make don't know it why. Like you make, I, why bring that? But like something about you make it sound like the Willy Wonka girl. Like she just blew it like like bigger and bigger until. I mean, she told me the story. I thought of, I I probably don't go one. I, I think about it once a month at least. I'm gonna think about yeah. it once a month. Yeah, now. it's crazy watching someone die and then when there's nothing in a way like that and there's nothing that you can, you can do, do about they it. They couldn't reach her. Their kids, you know, they're trying oh to get some bills. We talked about it. I think we talked about it on a Patreon episode. What's the worst thing I ever saw? Was the escalator thing I told you about? Oh, you watched one of those videos. It was like it was just like one of those. I don't know if you know Live Leak, the website. It's it's kind of like it's where people put like you, there, there's some famous war criminal guy or he got convicted guilty and in the courtroom he took a gun out of a thing and shot himself in the head just oh, right there I've in the courtroom. Oh, I've seen like the guy like poison himself and okay. Yes, yeah. there's a guy that poisoned himself yeah. at like the the EU War Criminal Council. Yes, I mean, it's, yes, yes, yes. I yes. saw that. You know, it's it's intri- it's fascinating to see. Yeah, but it fucks you up. And yeah, this oh, yeah. was a. You want it? Well, there, you have to. Yeah, now she, that I know the water moccasin story, yeah. my day's already there's ruined. There's a mother, <laughs> and there's like a, a, a her kid, oh. and they're going up the escalator. Don't get attached. And they're going up the escalator, and suddenly the escalator, maybe it's an earthquake or something, starts like breaking into itself, and the mother kind of throws the kid off the escalator as the escalator just collapses and takes her into but the, the gears. But the kid was saved. Whoa! And she just like kind of vanishes into the... The, I didn't I know imagine. that an escalator was powerful enough to take you in like that. At least whatever was happening in this video, but she was she was gone. And I, I, you oh, told, that's a you, heroic story, though. Yeah, it is. And you tell me that story, and I anytime I walk on an escalator that's not moving, I think I think of that. It's because I was like, what if it starts up? What if it, you know, like that thing? And you but, have no kid to throw to safety, no. so it'll just be a sad story. <laughs> no, no inspiration Damn. with yours. I hate when I accidentally or like you don't know something's going to be like a traumatic thing to watch. like, a, But like you click on it and then the New York yeah. Post does that sometimes. They'll be oh, like, New York Post. here's this person right before yeah. they die or, you know, like. Well, that's what news has become. They're like, hey, we found this fucked up video. Here's yeah. us describing it. Now watch it. <laughs> Oof. Anyways. So you're running this this store now. <laughs> how how much do you, do you operate in the day-to-day? Like, are you really... Yeah, I just did fucking quarterly taxes yesterday. I'm I'm on top of it. I do a lot of work for that store. You're physically in the store. Uh, no, this uh, I'm in physically in the store once a week. I okay. have a, a GM, John Campanelli, another comedian. It's fully comedian run. Oh, um, uh, and what made you 
did you take over when your father passed away? Was it? No, when he was, when he was sick and we realized that he wasn't going to be able to go back to work is when I made the, the, you know, decision to do it because it was, the store was just sitting there and we had to figure out what to do. It was not something I planned. It was not something that I had ever talked about with him, but I just was like, you know, we were still kind of during COVID. I was like, I have the time. I have the flexibility. I have the income. Um, and then I was able to get someone, <clears throat> knowledgeable enough who I trusted to do it with me, which was the only missing link. And I said, all right, let's handle it. Cause I, someone was going to have to clean out the store one way or another. And I didn't want my mother to have to do that. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I'm cleaning it out, we have all this stuff. We have all this inventory. The business is doing great right now as far as like the hobby in general. So let's try it. I don't know. I always wanted to own a store anyway. I, I envisioned it as more of like a tea shop, but uh -huh. you know, this is a <laughs> store. So um, and does it feel your, your father passed away during the pandemic? Uh, I mean, it had nothing to do with the pandemic, sure. but like, I mean, so yeah, it was still like COVID was still, you know, happening. I mean, it's kind of still happening, I guess. Were you uh, able to like see him? Like, like my yeah. grandfather or step grandfather technically passed away and like, oh, it luckily it was far enough that my dad was able to, you know, still, still rough, go to the hospital, put yeah. on gloves, put on the mask. And see them. I know there was just that period where like you couldn't see. It was you know, when he first when he first was admitted into the hospital. It was very deep in COVID, and so it was like only one visit, like one person at a time, you know. And it was like it, so there was all kinds of scheduling stuff. Um, and then he was in different facilities, like the rehab and stuff, and uh, physical rehab. Um, and I couldn't visit him there because you had to go through like a 14 day period and he would always get too sick and have to be released even in that like quarantine period. And then when he finally went into hospice, it was the rules because, you know, everyone's dying anyway, I suppose. So the rules were a little bit more flexible sure. and that's why it was better to have him there. But I did have to like suit up in full PPE, like head to toe PPE. Yeah, that was a. Just a hard. It's just with the pandemic, everyone's figuring everything out, and it's like, well, for these final moments, you want to have people just to touch a hand. Yeah, I mean, I would say like it did affect it, but it wasn't. Other people certainly have much worse horror stories involving COVID, and they're and they're seeing their loved ones than I do. So yeah, I think it was weird because my my grandfather. It was just weird when COVID. When people died during COVID, there were two people that died during COVID that I like knew, and it was just because I didn't see them mm -hmm. leading up to it. Right. It's kind of a surreal thing where I don't even feel like it ever fully was like they died. It was just like, well, I didn't even see them for a year. Yeah. Now they're not even gonna see them again, and it all felt ethereal. Yeah. It all felt ethereal. You'll see him, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So store's doing well. I uh, uh, I'm more of a Pokemon card guy. We have Pokemon. Do you? Do you I, I have all these cards at home, and I'm, I there's always a thought where I'm like, I could sell them someday. Shit goes rough. Hard to know. I want to give them just to someone. Do Why? do people ever do card dumps and just like, hey, take them all, make whatever money you want? People do do like, that a lot, actually. Especially if it's a rich town, people use it like the like it's the goodwill. Um, but you can make money if, especially if it's their first edition Pokemon. Some of them, yeah. Uh, you should just sell them yourself on eBay. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I want to pay someone. I would pay someone to take fifty like... percent of whatever, and if if they find a five thousand dollar card, sure. Okay. Good. I'll take take that money. Mm. I uh, yeah, I was a big Pokemon card collector. I had a friend in middle school. who was very sad. He actually died recently. He had cancer. Oh. But he he would lie. He'd say that he had these like rare Pokemon cards from Japan. Yeah. Let's tarnish his name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, 
he said he had these rare Pokemon cards, and like we'd always be like, "Oh my god, can you bring them?" And he's like, "No, no, dude, my dad won't let me bring that one." And they'd be Pokemon we never even heard of. And he's wow, like, no, it's, only, it's only in Japan. How did and you find was, out he was lying? I uh, they never they never showed up. Eventually, you're like, you can go online and be like, "This Pokemon does not exist." Did you call him out? Like, did you? No, like you know when someone lies so big, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't, we can't confront this person's reality because yeah. it's beyond them lying. It's more like your brain. You should. You need help. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's. So you're saying you're. It's good that he died. Mm, <laughs> it was. It was very rough. It, it was like I remember. It was rough for you. Yeah. Later, yeah, rough for me. Later, later in in high school. Uh, he would talk about how he got into Harvard or all the Ivy Leagues. Oh, oh so, so he, he was just like and, a liar all yeah. the time. Yeah, but but like we're talking lying. Oh, no, at no, a, we know. I mean, he's we, pathological. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pathological. pathological. Uh, some, Edgar Allan Poe supposedly was a pathological liar. What did he do in life? Like later on, or you don't know because he was just like lying on Facebook about like, what he did. <laughs> like he just never. Yeah, whoever knows. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he found something, but th- there was just like. There, it was like one of those things where you're younger and you're like, especially when you're in fifth grade, you're like, something's wrong here. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But did you like, ever find out the root of the line? Because like for me, I had a friend who did that and it was like, I was convinced it was because she was like overweight and uncomfortable about it. And so she got attention. Like, you know, she didn't get attention ever for being like a pretty girl, even though she honestly was a very pretty girl. She would get attention for the, the fantastical lies that she would tell. I had to dissect that as a I, child. Same, I had a very similar friend who, same thing, lied. Would always have like a boyfriend in, in a different school. <laughs> he and doesn't go like, here. And you'd be like, you'd like, you want to be like, like you'd see the picture and you'd be like, oh, George Glass. Not your what was like the picture? Like, you know what I mean? like you're like, but like everyone's trying to be like, oh cool. Like yeah. you, it feels so cruel to be like, you know, they need that lie so yeah, bad. They need it, and mm. so you don't want to be an asshole. But you're like, it's that thing where you're like. Like it's okay. Am I enabling? Like, no one's doing great here. Right. You know, like in middle school. Like <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, middle school's early to be like, I need to have a hot, right, well, a hot gal. School, but it was that to- it's the same thing where it felt like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Do you ever tell a lie to your friend? I'm trying to think if I ever like not really like lied. That. I'm sure. Sure. You know, yes, I've lied before, but not like <laughs> what that. Question yeah, yeah. Is not that? But like lied like like you. I'm just trying to think if I've ever like lied about like a full on I've lied I lied one time I quit a job and I lied about having another job because I was having such a hard time quitting the job like I felt like they Mm. I tried quitting and they were like they keep tricking me like I was just a weak person (laughs) and I was like couldn't say no so I finally had to be like I got another job and I did not have another job I just knew I couldn't do this job anymore and so I lied about getting like booking an acting job Mm. and it was a complete lie mine was then they kept going to hang out like and and so then I had to be like no I'm gone for the summer I'm on set Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My biggest lie is said my grandma who had already died to get out of a live performance thing pre-stand-up. I said that my grandma just died and the funeral's the day of the thing. I think if the person's already died, you can like reuse the death once Mm -hmm. or twice. I think that's fair. I I love they got caught. They said, really? You had a third grandma? Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, Okay. So... I was, you know, I'm curious because you you did this podcast for so long with with Christina Hutchinson. This this po- guys we fucked, yeah. Guys we <laughs> fucked. Um, how? Because Russell and I were friends. Mm-hmm. We started this. Uh, you, you started. Know, I, I, I started agree. it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, sure. That's we can write our separate books and uh, people can judge. Okay. How have you maintained? What advice would you? Ha- or what are the downsides? Since this is a downside, as opposed to advice, like that must have been. Do you have any struggle points? 
with your friendship? Well, I mean, yes, but the thing is, I met Christina professionally. So yes, we are friends, but I, we met when I was working at a talent management company called Liebman Entertainment, shout out. And she came to intern because she's a couple years younger than me. She came to intern for us. So the way I met her was under... Uh, was professional and I think that sets a different tone than meeting as friends and deciding to embark on a business together because we were always working together and we maintained a friendship um, over the years and then later on reconnected to do guys we fucked but we had already reconnected to do stand up Um, I mean yeah it's like a it's like any kind of relationship it's certainly the relationship I've put the most work into Mm and you, you were talking about texting etiquette before. I actually think that really is a big thing. For One sure. of the rules that we have is text is for friendship stuff, email is for work stuff. Because that can get but really what draining. If, but what if one of the persons never rule. got back to emails? <laughs> no, no. What if one person Stop, treated I, emails like I'm very good about it now. Facebook messages? I'm good about it now. I'm I understand that. But yeah. I mean, there's always going to be someone who's a little bit more obsessed with work than the other one. Like that's true in any duo uh, of all time and there's uh, someone was god someone was just talking about this where in any partnership someone will always feel like they're they're doing more work and the other person isn't giving enough um but i mean so so it's kind of like you just have to for me it's like i just am an overachiever i'm the person who if we're doing a group project in class i'm always going to get stuck doing more work but instead of being mad about other people um about that and listen i'm still mad at other people a lot i uh, i have to look at my own behavior and think like well why am i not like kind of demanding help or why am i the one always doing um a lot of work like i also am doing that to myself mm-hmm. so i think that's like as i grow up it's just I just accept people more for who they are, you know, but this is in all, in all work relationships. I'm just a workaholic and that's really the problem that needs to be solved. Not other people's things. Yeah. I think it can be challenging. We're in a sketch team and I have, I have not been fully there. I've been on the road kind of, and things have shifted, but I think it's very challenging with like a sketch team. We're dealing with like five different kinds of people with different, work modes and different goals and yes it's just challenging and the, the one thing the one thing about couples counseling and i guess i felt this way when i started therapy just a degree of like oh this is all relationships could use a check-in sure with someone who's like trying to like make sure you guys talk out exactly what you need like it's it's useful it's very useful i'm not saying everyone has to all the time but like sometimes i'm like oh yeah i bet i have a couple friendships that like they have some things with me and I have some things with them that if someone was like, well, to explain this, let's talk it would help a lot. Yes. But also I have found a lot of times in conversations like that, it's just talking and the behaviors don't actually change. And then, and then it's, it, then because you've already talked about it, it brings you to a point where like, am I just going to be an asshole and keep accepting the same kind of behavior? <laughs> well, at least then you can say, or do I have to like end the friendship. <laughs> you can, I think sometimes you can reach a point of like, Hey, this is what I'm willing to do. Not when, the, not if it is like your pays your all your bills. Sure, yeah, well, that's where. Yeah, I know yeah. Russell's dependent on this podcast to pay the bills yeah, yeah, yeah. once we get. Yeah, it's it's hard because I'm listen. I've, I'm a lot better communicator than I was when I started. Guys, we fucked. Um, in part thanks to that podcast. In part thanks to Christina. She's, um, very you know good good at talking. Um, but also I think some of like my initial inclination to not be a talker and be more of a doer was also like n- not incorrect. There was nothing wrong with the way I was doing things, and like the way I am. 
You just have to find out how to apply it to your life better. And you, you, when you do this podcast, you talk so personally about your own life. Yeah, and that I'm, was a mistake. And I'm, well, okay. Well, because I'm on that same page. <laughs> I'm on that same page. And talk about the distance from my family or whatever it is sure. allowed me to start uh, stand-up and comedy where luckily I have never had a bit of pushback from any family members being like, how can you can't share that? I've never had that in my life. Yeah. Now I got a girlfriend. And and as someone who's who's part of the industry. So like it's I, I feel I feel like I have to be more cognizant in a way that makes me uncomfortable. There is like a part of me and it's a very obnoxious artist response of like I cannot be I cannot stifled, be stifled yeah. at yeah, yeah. all. Even though I'm able to like step back and be like, oh yeah, it's crazy to be like, hey, if if we talked about it. It could be on the pod. Deal right. with how have you had any moments where you said, fuck, I should not have talked about that. Or or you're like, well, that's the choice I made. And it the only times. OK, so I'm I have been very careful of that the whole time. I'm a really private person. So it's kind of crazy that I'm in this business to begin it with. Is. It's crazy that the, what the guys we fucked is what blew up for me. I think it's people could smell that I that I didn't want to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and That's they what loved it was. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I I made a rule and I've pretty much always stuck to it that I only talk about relationships after they're done. So I, I'm not really doing uh, real time analysis of relationships that I'm in. Uh, and there was, I had a nice four year span where I was single on the show. The first four years of the podcast, I was single. So that really worked in my favor yeah. because yes, I was yeah. talking about people I was just fucking or casually dating but as soon as they went into boyfriend status, then you would hear a lot less about them. And I think that was imperative to the functionality of the relationship because then if you're just, if you're continually regurgitating things that happen within the relationship, it makes the other person think like, are you in this because you love me or are you in it for the fodder? Mm, sure, sure. I'm just saying things that his girlfriend said to him uh -huh, that he didn't uh -huh, want to uh -huh. think were true. I know your girlfriend. <laughs> she's like she's an intelligent woman. I love that you guys oh, are dating. Oh, man. She nothing gets nothing gets past her. Uh, yeah, I love her. Um, I, I I just yeah, I I think she's great. Um, did you do did you do stand up with her? No, no. How do I know her initially? Um, she like booked some festivals way back. She, I mean, she worked. She's a manager. She yeah. worked at Gersh for a little. I don't know how I, I. I don't remember the very first. I mean, I know her from the industry, but it wasn't from doing stand up. It was. It was from her doing um, representation. I believe. I don't know. I have this, and again. I understand it's obnoxious. Like uh, the Howard Stern movie, Private mm -hmm. Parts. Like something that like they made a scene out of, which I guess happened in real life, was like his wife had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And he was on the radio that day talking about like how small, like the, the, the what the baby, all, all yeah. these things. And his wife was like, are you fucking, yeah. really? Yeah. And, and I see both sides. I also see this idea see of like- both sides? I see like liking to talk. I like see, I see like- Liking Pick to like topic. talk yeah. about your your life, talking about your life. To me, sure. if you're a book writer, like, maybe you it, have some years distance. Again, it feels like there's part of you that is looking for stuff to happen in your life that then you can you can use. No stuff happens. I, my dad had a heart surgery. It's visceral in my mind. Being there was visceral in my mind. It occupies my artistic thoughts when I think comedically. I think about that and I create like a simulacrum. I'm not. I you know I say my dad he had heart surgery. It wasn't successful. He's still alive. I don't actually want my dad to die. This is the comedic thing I'm doing. Bad. Sure. <laughs> but 
there's like this is my character kid who wants his dad to die there's a degree sure i could be like well when 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 this relationship's over i got a fresh new hour that's been cooking for a couple years or like i mean <laughs> you sick fuck but it's but that's just what i am i'm just no, I, I know. i'm the kind of and i think i mean podcasters podcasting like part of it is like i want to talk about my life. I, There's I, some urge. I know. We're just two different types of people. Honestly, it's just like you... I, this is going to sound like an insult. It's it's not, I promise you. But it's just like, there's there's going to be people in this business who put being successful um, and like famous over everything. And I think you have that. And honestly, I think it will serve you better and you will end up being more successful. I, I don't think... I, I will push back where I say I, I do think I want to make... When it comes to comedy or stand up, mm -hmm. I think that's more, that's what drives the desire to talk about a thing. Like, I don't think I'm talking about my dad's heart surgery because I'm like, oh, well, this will be a good hook for the, for my, my press person. I think I talk about it because I'm like, I'm feeling this right now. I want to talk about it. My, I, You're the talking things about it because you don't have a therapist? That's what that sounds like. No, no, I do have a therapist. I'm saying I want to talk session? about it because I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know what I want to talk about when I go on stage every night? What's on my mind? What am I like turning? What is the thing I want to like turn into a joke because I felt it so deeply and I like sharing it? I hear you and I agree with you, but also like sometimes I think things need you need to handle things personally before you handle them publicly. Sure. And if you always have to handle them publicly first, that's like a sign of that something is unhealthy in your life. And also, additionally, a big part of the responsibility of being in the public eye is uh taking care of and protecting the people in our life who aren't in the public eye and never asked to me sure. asked to be. i have literal sit down conversations with like people that i date who aren't in the public eye before we start dating like an, what is, how's that conversation like a go? company meeting about like how i'm going to refer to you on the show am i giving your full name and i tell them the things that come with that and even with those conversations people are always stunned and think that i was being over dramatic when in reality i think the feedback is that i have been under dramatic in that talk if anything i said really i said um people are going to look you up i mean if you search me right now it's it's, it's it says corinne fisher dad obituary because so many people searched my father's obituary because i taught you know when i finally talked about it on the show sure. and i was quiet on the show during his entire sickness yeah i didn't mention it at all i just said i'm i, I just said if i don't seem like my normal self i'm like going through something sure very serious right now um so i mean that's what it's so you know do i use her full name i i go uh, something else you're going to have to deal with is there's going to be women who say that they're fans of mine but actively try to have sex with you. Please don't do that. That's hurtful to me. You can tell me if they do um, because it's not, and like you're not the first one that they've done that to. I mean, there's a lot of things that they need to know. I'm like, and they're, and they're going to also uh, like kind of look through old things that you said and if they don't like you, we'll try to like fuck over you and your career. I mean, it sounds even, you know, I don't have to deal with this level of, of fans doing stuff. Yeah. But have you ever said any, you ever say anything on one of your shows in, in all the years you've been doing it that you went, that the person said, either that you said, ah, you know what, I shouldn't have shared that one. Or that someone was like, what the fuck, dude? Not really. I've been super, super careful about that. But I really, I, I've definitely gone on rants where I uh, listen. I, I have to ask the producer to listen back to it before it airs. And I got to say, I've like really pleasantly surprised myself that I always, that I, I have pretty much always said like what I want the way I wanted to say it. Mm -hmm. I also like, 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just really careful about what I say with other people. And I always have been because I know the damage that it can do. Um, part of it is probably because my co-host did some of, you know, has said things that she didn't want, you know, to say. And she's open about that yeah, in her yeah. relationship. But again, like it was, I had training ground for four years where I learned how to do the show and I didn't, I couldn't hurt anyone's feelings that I was dating because I wasn't dating anyone. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know? Sure. So I, that, that's also, and that seems like the solution different. And I have a good relationship with my parents. So nothing I was going to say about them was going to be offensive because I don't have anything offensive to say about them. Like sure. truly. And I didn't realize how unique that is is but jesus you know loud and clear i hear everyone you all had a bad childhood i'm sorry i'm sorry i, mean, that, I was surprised but well, I, 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 I think i'm that lucky now, in that though. my mom the only time my mom my mom got mad at me once for a joke because i used her maiden name and like yeah my my, my mom gave me explicit you know uh, instructions about that too because she's like, still working i was shocked i did a tweet where my mom she said she went on a date with someone i said how to go she said we're physically compatible and i said let's just I say fine and like i did have a moment that was one of the few times where my mom had like told me that the day before yeah and i I didn't think I you you never think I never I mean the ones the tweets I think will go viral never do but like that one like all of a sudden it was everywhere and then and then it was on like Instagram I was like she's gonna see this and I thought she'd be upset and she was like couldn't have given right. she thought it was so funny yeah and so I was like I'm lucky in that yeah sense my stepfather I'm shocked I just don't think he puts it I think he thinks he sees it as like oh this is a fake version of me that you're talking about well I mean that's funny um, and I am to a certain degree yeah. I do say to a certain degree like the twists are for comedic effect it's not just me saying the thing yeah I mean you have to just know the people in your life and know how they're going to receive things I also grew up in a house where we used humor a lot. Sure. So it's not like my mom knows I'm going to make fun of things. She said like, you know, she'll say something dumb and then and my mom's smart. So she doesn't say the dumb things a lot. But when she does, she knows I'm going to tweet it. Yeah, she knows. And if I'm ever on the fence about something like I asked the person like in my in my special, I, I said my therapist's first name and then I was like, oh, I should check with mm. her. I ended up bleeping it out because I thought it was funnier. And like I kind of made the executive decision kind of just in the same thing because I know I I think I was like oh I don't even think my therapist can make an educated enough decision about this for her own protection because she is not in the public eye so I ended up bleeping it out yeah yeah, yeah. um but I think yeah it's just it's just a lot of like knowing and I've checked in with people's feelings way more being in the public eye than I ever did in real life before sure and it's not that I didn't care about other people's feelings I just I think I didn't realize that the that a lot of of people are a little more sensitive to other things people say about them because that's not really something that affects me a ton. Sure. Mm. Um, well, let's go on to our next segment. Yeah. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Um, do you have a thing that's got to stop? Oh yes, I did. I had to prepare this uh, on the email. Wait, 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 wait there's there's a two things. Um, there's a blessing later. Uh, oh 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 okay. Um, so the thing that's got to stop. I was torn between two things. Uh, I'll say. You can do you can do the both. Yeah, but I forgot the other one. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> then the choice has been made. What the fuck was it? Well, the thing that's got to stop for me is good-looking people getting into comedy. I'm sick of it. Okay, uh, are we talking like models? Models. Okay. Yeah, I should be the hottest woman in comedy, and I was for a second. You know, I should be the Cindy Crawford of. No one should be hotter than me. Because if you're hotter than me, what the fuck? Why? What has gone wrong in your life that you need these jokes? Because it does exponentially to change that every comedy show now has like 
a full photo shoot before and after. Oh God. And I think it's oh a direct God. correlation to that. I think like, like it, you can't. Comedy got seeny. You see the stand, just hot people going, like they're going to Studio 54. Yeah, and I think, I think, uh, you know, obviously I love all the, the photographers. It's I'm like, I'm glad that there's so much work, but there is a thing where <laughs> it is. I'm You're not, worried the photographer's going to be like, Russell wants no, us to no, not work I, anymore. I, I do love them all. But I, I think the thing is like, there is a thing where I, it still is like, you know, it's every show and it's like, you know, you're like, you have to bring extra clothes to change into after. Like, it's a thing. And I think that that's connected to that. It's is like the, this kind of like, and if you don't do I, it. I also it think that social media things. has encouraged yes, it because yes. sure. good looking people will get a certain amount of likes and yeah. retweets yes. just because people. I don't understand the connection like people make whether they want to laugh. I think they're they're like they don't know if they want to laugh or be turned on slightly, Both. but they're in. They like but. like fish air and they like yeah. and blah blah blah, and so they go like, "I'm pretty good." Yeah, we, yeah, we just like we like everyone likes good looking people more. I mean, have you ever gone out? I I don't know. My best friend's uh, my best friend male is a ten. I don't. It is literally like walking around with a celebrity. I've never experienced yeah. anything like it. The way he and he has no it's it's fascinating to me because I don't care that people are good looking more power to you. The problem with me with the good looking comics is then it makes me have to try harder when I if I wanted to be hotter I would have just been an actor. Yeah. You know? Sure. This is like where I'm supposed to be able to show up in in sweatpants yeah. and a and a messy bun and just talk about what I want to talk about. We had a friend Alex Fast who was a tremendous comedian, yeah. and he kind of left the acting business. I remember one of the things he said. This was a long time ago. Was like he's like I'm. He said this was his. He was like I'm not good looking enough to like pursue this thing. Mm. And listen, there's plenty of actors who have made it without that. But I think what he meant was there is a degree where it's like it's going to be a hard road. If you're stunning, if you're beautiful, if you walk in and people yeah. somehow pay for your drinks all the time, it's going to help when yeah. the because the casting director is going to have the same response those random people had. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, people are, yeah. It just makes it a, 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 what is supposed to be an authentic art a little bit more inauthentic because then you do start thinking about things like, do I need lipo? Do I need breast implants? Uh -huh. Do I need Botox? It's comedy. That's supposed to be for the other things. You're supposed to be your real shitty self when you're a comedian. And now I just feel like it's a little bit more contrived. I think about sometimes where like, sometimes I try to dress better as I get older. Yeah. I want to look a little like, cooler i guess you could use the word yeah but it's things that You're i like it. thank you <laughs> but but there's a degree there's a degree of like well is this at odds with the thing that i'm here for yes like like you know just anthony justin was one of my favorites he's always had like he's like a, a in the comedy world he should he's be hot. the top the top of the, yeah. the food he's chain a hot guy yeah and he like but he also had to, and Dane Cook, at Dane Cook, all his promos are always like these when he's in his 20s. And I'm like, Dane, you can't yeah. you can't be throwing this out there anymore. We all, you You're know, catfishing yeah. the entire audience. I had such a crush on Dane Cook. Oh my God. Yeah? Yeah. He was, he was, a, he was a beautiful man. Yeah. Um, why do you think, I guess it's like stand-up is such a miserable road for so long. These good looking people, you're like, you could make more money somewhere else. You could get more respect somewhere else. I don't care about that. They can do what they want. It's just really how it ups the look standards for me personally. Got it. Got it. Got it. And I don't. I don't. I don't. I like because I like. I'm like. Oh, I'm, I feel lucky to be as funny as I am and have a decent like and look pretty sure. good. Like I'm a I'm a cute girl, but like I'm not a model. This is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. personally oh, yeah. irritated by that. At least we're in New York, Los Angeles. It's 
crazy. Like I see comedy. some cares, of those. Though. I see some of those flyers in LA, and I'm like, no. Yeah. No yeah. chance people are laughing at this show. Yeah. The audience should just be like, oh, yeah. It would be interesting to walk a day in the shoes of someone like really good looking. Like just to feel like one time I was. What if they did one time I, like, I had a friend ask me to like kind of babysit their kid. And I got treated as like a dad. Like a the people viewed me as a dad of a young like little girl. Mm-hmm. People were. It was like this one morning. I was like. They were the nicest. Yeah. I'd never been treated that way. Like normally, like people were just like, oh, like, like so nice to me. And I was like, it was a short glimpse. It was a little glimpse into sure. like, oh, people are nicer if they, they view you in a different way. Remember they Even did like that- going out with, for, as a woman with makeup, without makeup. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, because yeah. I look a lot different with makeup on. And, and I mean, with makeup on, I mean, huge change. Yeah. Huge change. Remember they did that show. It got a lot of flack where it was like a white family and a black family. And they, they basically used makeup to make the white people look black and the black people look white. And they saw that. I've seen things like that. I don't think I saw that specific There, there was a like mainstream TV show. Oh, they've done it with like fat, not fat. Fat, too. not fat. But yes, it'd be yes, funny yes, yes, if, yes, yes. if you like, you said you wanted like a glimpse of that life and they brought in like a 50 person team. <laughs> They're like, we're going to make you hot. <laughs> we're going to use mirrors and all sorts. Uh, just uh, that 30 Rock episode just captured it so well. Yeah. Like that. You Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. She dates John Hamm. Oh. And John Hamm is like, she finds out that he's bad at everything. Like he thought he was great at tennis and like he's the worst tennis player. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. And that's so true. And it's the bubble yeah. that he lives in. Yeah. Yep. Well, I agree. Hot people, you got to stop. And our final segment. You better count. Your blessing. You better count your blessing, Russell. Let's start with you. Uh, it's my six-year wedding anniversary today. Holy uh, shit! So today, yeah. Why are you here? I know. Um, <laughs> I was like, it'll be real quick. I'll be back. But uh, well, we we kind of have two anniversaries because we eloped, so we oh, generally cool. celebrate the other one more. But mm-hmm. technically, this is the wedding anniversary. But I'm just I'm thankful for what's, what's the what's the plan? What's the game plan? What are you doing? Uh, no, we're just gonna like do a we're we're going away this weekend. But so we're just doing like a dinner tonight but like uh but you know uh so that's i'm just uh very grateful for my wife she's she is she just uh, she just like really puts in a lot of effort and always makes things so nice and uh i just feel like what do you do for her i well (laughs) this is this is literally you're 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 living one of my guys we fuck pet peeves now i like i stalk people's anniversary Uh posts when it's a straight man writing them and i analyze them and it's always like she's selfless she gave up all her dreams no remember that chris pat chris pratt post people got really upset about that no i feel like i do a lot i feel like i do a lot um but uh you're looking at me what list of things I like this. I like um, this challenging. Uh, no, we we did have a thing recently where it was like it you it, it is crazy how like as a man woman you can view yourself you can view yourself doing a lot of things. Like I'm doing a lot of the stuff around the house. Sure. Doing, and like not the thing of like being a man you like just in our building for instance if the soup if there's an issue we kind of like we're not the supers but really? we're like grass mastros. We're no listen, listen. <laughs> I was going to say things get put on her. Like if there, if you're like if something is like if there's like oh can you like if there's something in the hall or something mm-hmm. they're going to go to the woman in the in the thing and be like can you Cuz they want it to get done. 
Yes. And that is something <laughs> as men we don't recognize yeah. like as like little things. So so I feel like the last month I've been trying to change. Six I've been, years in. No, yeah, listen, what the fuck? Listen, I feel like I always was doing a, a, a sizable. I don't feel like I was this like This is the how worst. I felt at the beginning of the episode. Listen, no, I just feel like I am trying actively to be better about that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Where, where I'm, uh, we, I don't always recognize like- and that is Moments. totally part of it. I get it. I mean, I'm just and I'm trying up. to be yeah. more like, okay. Yeah. But anyways, I, I'm very grateful. <laughs> she makes me laugh. She's, uh, I, I feel like, I like I, I, we always are having a good time. And I've been thankful for, to have the pandemic and like hear that there's like some people struggle. I feel, never felt like that. I felt very like, like this solid my person. and good. And like, it, it really solidified every, I mean, not that it, we were already married, so. But I felt I feel good. I don't now. I feel like I'm <laughs> apologizing. No, it's yeah, Russell was so when Russell when Russell went on the first date. I mean, that's I've known Russell before he met her, and like it was one of those. He came in the day after the first date. We had a rehearsal, and he was fucking smitten. Aww. and it was just yeah. like it was. It was like from that moment, just everything kind of fell into place. How did you meet yeah. Tinder? Yeah, really. Tinder, yeah. That's Tinder. great. I love that. Um, Can they promote the fucking show? Are they? Do they still? I don't. Does Tinder still does ads? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Tinder, we're open. They usually do it on relationship podcasts, though, not on, not on this complain podcast. <laughs> you, I, th- I think mine's like a what not to do. Like, well, listen to this. But no, you should really think like branding wise, like what goes along with like being a curmudgeon and reach out to those brands. Sure. For real, because that, that's the, those are the people who are going to be interested. In, and like, what's your demographic? It's you like know? what, like knives and ropes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Definitely do that. Suicide tools. My blessing is I had a, a very lovely dinner. I went to a restaurant called Butter with uh, my, my friend Lindsay are you, Elizabeth Hand. Are you trying No, I'm to... pulling up the chef. The what chef. Are you, Ashley Olsen? So, butter. <laughs> it was called Butter, yeah. No, I know. I'm very familiar with Butter. It was like very hot years ago because the Olsons would go there. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they weren't there. <laughs> There, but, but uh, my friend Lindsay knew Chef Michael Jen- Jenkins. Michael okay. Jenkins, he was a a chopped person. Ugh, I and love so chopped. We we got like we honestly we shouldn't we had to order food because you have to order food. But he brought out so much free shit. Oh, that sounds oh. so. Then it was one of those things where I'm like, we should just order water because yeah, we got yeah. an insane amount of just one of the top ten meals. Of That's my great. life. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Margaritas with, uh, like, frozen mango puree ice cubes. Ooh. And, mm, 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 it was delicious. So, uh, uh, Lindsay and her husband, JL, thank you for taking me and Tova out to that. I was very grateful for that. I thought these were supposed to be, like, not actual, like... We do no, this sometimes, is a sincere sometimes moment. it's sincere. That's not the way your producer emailed it to me. Well, Paige, we're going to go back to this has got to stop. Page. I, it goes both ways. I, it can go either way. So no, we can do you like do. You a, can be you sassy. Can, you can you can, can be sassy. Because you know, uh, it literally says, we've we've done it sometimes where it's like oh, and not generic shit like my health or my family. Well, that's what we oh meant. Something that people don't think to appreciate. So I mean, well, like mine was a specific as opposed to if I had said and we've had this before. You want to before food. Oh, okay. Food, and Music. then you go. What it kind of food? Sassier. Just any kind of food. In the email, it can be something can be like sassy. you know, you run into acquaintance and like they didn't make they didn't a big thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they didn't see you, and you got <laughs> to yeah, avoid yeah, yeah. the whole interaction. You know, it could be something like that. I too. was just gonna say that I'm grateful that considering I'm Italian and Jewish, how little body hair I have. 
You are very fortunate. <laughs> yeah, because I'm Italian and Jewish. Do we know oh, this about each other? I didn't know that you were that you were both. I'm more yeah. Jewish. I mean, my mom's actually, slightly Jewish, dad's slightly. Yeah, actually, I think I knew you were Jewish, and then I assumed from your name that you were also Italian. After I talk about my parents for 30 minutes on stage, I have a couple bits about being Italian and Jewish. <sighs> but I'm a I'm a hairy boy, yeah. uh, hairy uh, butt. And when I was inside when the butt, like oh, butt crack. Oh, I, I remember one time like in, you know, high school being like, I'm going to shave somehow like behind and we're talking like razor after razor. And you're you like, it's not stopping. Yeah. I, I would have to wax, but then it would just be like a strip of cleanliness surrounded by woods. Yeah. And if you're going to get hair removal, get laser because waxing it is actually, it really, it's really itchy when it grows back in. I know. Well, I've done that with my chest, mm. but I, uh, the most embarrassingly a roommate said to me once, he was like, we you go through toilet paper like really fast. That's so funny. And I was so humiliated. Oh, is that because you're because you're hairy asshole? The imagine imagine spilling spilling oh. a, a smoothie on this surface and spilling a smoothie on a a, a, yeah, a yeah. wool rug. Okay, got it. It's you. gonna be tougher to get it out of that wool rug. <laughs> oh, I hope you talk about this on stage after you're done with the oh. divorce. I I tried it once. Where I was like, D- Dingleberry. That's my least favorite did you, berry. Did he make you? <laughs> kind of, oh, I like well, that. Did he make you pay more for toilet paper for spilling the costs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, I was like, why are you bringing this up? I'll yeah, buy yeah. it for now on. Yeah. If toilet paper sponsored this, that would be good. Oh, yeah. I've had a toilet paper sponsor before, like the natural, I forgot the name of it, but yeah, you, you can get a toilet paper sponsor. So you don't have to deal with, you're not too hairy. No, I'm very th- I'm thankful. I've, I've only like had to get rid of a mustache like one time in my entire life. Wow. Very thankful. Very thankful. That's, that's, that's a perfect blessing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, would you ever get any kind of laser? Like, I'm worried about my shoulders. My shoulders sometimes it's like a little too much. I have my... My vagina wa- uh, lasered. Really? Mm-hmm. How many Someone times did has, you have to go in for that? Uh, it's not even completely done. I've already, I went in like maybe like six times because you have to go every six weeks for like almost a year. Mm. How painful are we talking? Okay, so when it starts, it's not painful, but as you get deeper and deeper into the process, it's just like someone's like putting a match next to your pussy. Oh, it burns. It burns, but it's so short. And it some of the some of the laser machines have this thing that blows cool air on you at the same time. You got to get one of those machines because that makes a lot of difference. And then after the year, you're. You're done It'll never forever? come back. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mine's right now is like it's almost never grows back. I just I just wanted to stop getting razor burn. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm so pale and my skin's really sensitive. So it was that was what it was about. And honestly, yeah, like things like clean up. Like I'm like soup. I have like I'm super super hygienic. So I feel you on the toilet paper and like that. Like you want to you. I think you should also not use quilted. I think that's helpful when you have a hairy butt. Because the quilted, it's like adding, yeah. it's adding more pro- problem for sure. Yeah, but that your toilet. Oh god! Once, once I was going down a woman. I remember like toi- there must have been some toilet paper in there. Yeah, something went into my mouth. You you need I to like look. You whispered like. Yeah, it depends on your on depending on how your vagina is situated. You need to check your vagina for toilet paper. And to be clear, this was a, from a relationship that ended. Not my current one. Yes. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, uh, anything you want to plug? This is coming out. When's it come out? Uh, July, uh, uh, July, 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 19th. Uh, okay, right a bit away. Uh, Uncle Function in LA, Dynasty Typewriter, uh, September 21st. And uh, we're doing, remember, we're doing a live version of The Downside. It's August 14th. Guest Usama Siddiqui from 6 to 7.30 at Sesh Comedy Club. Go to that. Lots of shows coming up. Do us a favor. If you listen, uh, rate and review us. Tell your friends. 
Um, and uh, Corinne, anything you want to plug? Sure. You can follow me on all social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Philanthropy Gal. I have a free full-length comedy special with Christina Hutchinson on YouTube called Our Special Day. You can access it by going to YouTube.com slash Guys We Fucked without the you and fucked. And if you're in Atlanta, Christina and I are headlining the Center Stage Theater on Saturday, September 10th, which will be part of a larger theater tour, but that's the only date that I have right now. So Atlanta, it's your lucky day. Alan, <laughs> um, listen to Guys We Fucked. Yeah. Listen to Guys We Fucked. And whether you're fucking guys, gals, uh, ultimately life is going to fuck you. This is the downside. <laughs> One, two, three. Downside.